Welcome to Share Truth Apply Scripture. I'm Jordan Shambly, and I am joined by Cedra Sarton. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good. I've yeah. made it here. You made it here. Well, we- which is which is kind of the deal because you know I live here, right? We've said that before. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I stay here. You got a cot in the corner. Yep. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, it's this is uh, another one of our favorite episodes to do every month. We pull in our very own Chris Woodward into the yeah. into the studio. And it's, it's not just because you do all the work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you for having me. Yeah, but Chris Woodward is in with us today because, as you know, if you're familiar with how we do our show, every month we pull him in to let's t- we'll talk about the news, the things that we as Christians need to be concerned about and praying about. Um, so, Chris. What's on uh, what's on the agenda for today? Well, one of the big stories that uh, has gotten a lot of attention for us at AFN.net this week uh, was this one. The headline is, Train Them Up in the Ways of Rebellion, hmm. Not What the Bible Says. This is from Steve Jordahl, and it features none other than Wesley Wildman of AFA and also uh, Share Truth, Apply Scripture fame. Mm-hmm. Um it, Steve pointed out that uh, there is a, a summer camp in the Northwest uh, that apparently, when you dig down into it, uh, has ties to Antifa, if mm. I'm pronouncing that correctly. I know some people say Antifa. Uh, <laughs> but uh, basically, it purports to, it strives to provide what it calls a free, safe, and empowering space to young people so that way they can, quote, learn, express themselves, and engage critically with the social justice issues that impact them. Wow. That sounds like something yeah. everybody can get behind. So right? a lot of fluff. A yeah. lot of fluff it's, words. It sounds like this is a place to go and you just express your own opinions yeah. and you don't get taught anything at all what, yes. what to think. Yes, yeah. but uh, <laughs> when you when you delve into uh, the online curriculum more, mm-hmm. you'll see that uh, it offers things uh, like campers will learn the latest profanity-laced chants suitable for participating in protests. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can imagine what, oh, quote, wow. safety would look and feel like without police. Uh, you can also get instructions on what to do if they come in contact with tear gas. Uh, it also teaches uh, what to do when you have the opportunity to practice your artistic skills with the Black Lives Matter coloring book, mm. which also includes a so-called transgender-affirming coloring sheet. And uh, there's also a series of videos explaining such terms as white supremacy, mm. intersectionality, and systematic racism. Now, well, yeah, it's not telling you what to think, but it is telling you what to think. Right, yeah. Mm. Uh, gotcha. we, uh, Steve reached out to Wesley for comment on this, reason yeah. being, Wesley uh, heads up a ministry we have here now at AFA called Men of honor where they bring in young men uh, to teach them trades and they have a time of fellowship and stuff like that. Wesley told Steve this is a very bad idea and said things like if they're training children as young as 10 in the ways of anarchists, in the ways of violence, then you will perpetuate an atmosphere of anger and revenge. Mm. It never ends well. Certainly, the Bible tells us, and I'm not great at this, yeah. so don't think of me as me preaching down to you. Uh, I need to work on this as well as everybody else. But the Bible does tell us things such as, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. Mm. Uh, Psalm 19.14, Colossians 3.8 tells us to uh, basically watch what we say. Um, and really, how we interact with people is... it. it, it you know, that's what people pick up on. Yeah. So we, as the body of Christ, do not need to be participating, I don't mm-hmm. think, in these kinds of programs, given the details that Steve went on to uncover. Yeah, absolutely. It, it From what I understand from your description of it, it sounds like this is very much a place that 
young people go and they're taught to really embrace violence and and anger mm-hmm. um that's what it appears like and as you just said like that is not those meditations of the heart are not acceptable i mean what from what we know the scripture uh the, the bible preaches grace and mercy and and obedience mm-hmm. to authority um now i'm again not saying there aren't appropriate times for civil disobedience and yeah. demonstrations sure. and the like when we we understand that uh but this this is definitely something that I, I, I don't think they're fooling anybody. Mm-hmm. I think that this is very much a politically fueled um, thing, that they're doing this very much on purpose. This isn't something that they're trying to liberate you or anything. This is very much, no, get into this other pen over here mm-hmm. where we're going to tell you how to think, and this is just a new set of politics for you to learn um, so that you can become sheep for other people now. I, I think something that I've heard basically throughout the radio programs on AFR is that you need to train up your children because if you don't, somebody else will. Mm -hmm. And I think this Mm -hmm. is a huge flashing neon sign that says, you know, we're here to train up your children for you. And, and, you know, and there are people that are allowing groups like this to do it, though. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all the more reason why us, um, the older end of the, you know, millennial spectrum and certainly those uh, to come, we need to be mindful of what it is that we're doing with our children mm-hmm. when we have the time. Yeah. As exciting as the terminal list may be, um, <laughs> it, it, you know, um, you need to be paying attention to what your kids are learning in school, uh, what they're hearing uh, from television programs they watch or YouTube channels or whatever else. You need to be that difference maker to say, you know what, that's not right. Let me tell you what's true. Yeah. And, you know, guard them from those kinds of things. Yeah. We had um, on, on our previous uh, episode, we had a Willamiki Addison on to discuss mm-hmm. their marriage family life conference mm-hmm. that just wrapped up pretty recently, and we we kind of dived into this a lot the the importance of um, revisiting the biblical model of a family and really um, reminding parents that it is on their shoulders to train up their children. Um, now that can that can be delegated to a certain extent. Obviously, we mm-hmm. trust other adults to instruct our kids in some in some yeah. circumstances. But that is definitely not the the world's way of doing things. I think we've heard it from politicians. Even the idea of you know it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. You know, as if you know the village that God created, which is the family, is not sufficient. Um, it, 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 but this is a good reminder that it is important to go back to the Bible, uh, start in Genesis like the Addisons reminded us in the, that episode, and to uh, look at how God designed the family and to really understand how important it is for parents uh, to, to be the ones who guide, uh, guide their children, especially guiding their children in the ways of the Bible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of the Bible— um one of the things that we're noticing is that there's not as many young men, uh, mm-hmm. particularly, that are reading their Bible and going mm-hmm. to church, participating in Bible studies, uh, things like that. This was another story this week from Steve Jordahl, uh, the headline being, A New Plea About Old Topic, Boys Become Men Who Lead Us All. Mm-hmm. And it talks about some comments that uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson recently made. Mm-hmm. Um, Peterson, of course, uh, a psychologist best known for taking on left-wing wokeness. And he says he's troubled over the plight of young men and and he's pleading with the church to help them discover and embrace the muscle-flexing masculinity that God created. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of the story, which features Alex McFarland uh, weighing in on this, uh, Peterson urged young men to set aside their skepticism and give the local church a chance. Mm-hmm. He also urged the churches to invite young men literally into their doors. So if you are listening and you're part of a team at your church that's uh, talking about ways to bring in people, uh, you might want to start focusing on ways to bring in young men. Yeah. Yeah. because these men are the ones 
parents that you're going to look to to help train up children in addition to wives as uh, mothers as of course mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but uh, you know we need to start uh, and make sure that there's mm-hmm. enough young men out there uh, to provide the things that men bring into a household a discussion right. things like that moms are great we need moms um, but uh, you know kids also need dads yeah. and that's one of the things that I think mm-hmm. we should focus on yeah, that's that's an excellent point to bring up too, um, because when I think about you know the needs of young men and young women, obviously I think our culture is attacking both, mm-hmm. but in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, on one hand, you know, uh, the culture is really pushing a very certain identity onto young women and saying, no, these are the things you need to value above mm-hmm. these other things. And the, uh, if you want to be a meaningful person, these are the things you need to strive for. And yeah. then they turn to young men and say, you have no place in society, essentially. Mm-hmm. you know, Or your place in society <clears throat> is the villain and you can't really help it. Right. Sad for you. You're the bad guy. Yeah. And this is the anecdote. I mean, this is, I mean, the gospel is, you know, presenting the gospel to young men, showing them there is a place for you. There is a family that you can fit into. There's a reason you exist and you can embrace that without feeling shame, you know? Yeah. This, I think, is is something that any president, including the current one, needs to take into consideration and be out there mm-hmm. pushing. I know Joe Biden, you know, he... Our government is massive, mm-hmm. and it tries to do a lot of things. I would argue they should do a lot less yes. and not have so big a government. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Biden out there this week, for example, um, he went to Massachusetts and made a big push to combat climate change, mm-hmm. which some people are concerned about, others not so much. Yeah. But when you look at a lot of polls, the top issues right now are things like the economy mm-hmm. and crime and all of the things that we could solve or make a lot better if we really focused on ourselves, our right. own personal lives, uh, people got married, stayed married, we trained up kids the way they should be trained. Um, you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. today are worried about whether or not they're going to be able to afford to go to work tomorrow or buy groceries. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are worried as to whether or not they can even go get some gas and not be stabbed to death. Mm-hmm. They're not worried about whether or not uh, it might be two degrees hotter 10 to 15 years from now. Yeah. And yeah. so those issues, I think, are things that he is missing. A, he's making a huge mistake by not bringing it up. Absolutely. I felt the same way about Donald Trump. Uh, Barack Obama had an initiative out there where uh, he wanted people to you know, consider uh, situations in urban communities. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But where I think he made a mistake and where we as the body of Christ failed <clears throat> is that we didn't do enough saying, mm-hmm. hey, you need to be promoting families. Yeah. Absolutely. The the list of the, you know, the things that the, the government really does try to solve, um, th- those are those are not the things that, again, like you said, that people are really primarily concerned about. Um, but the things that really need to be solved right mm-hmm. now are issues that can only be solved by the gospel, I think. Yeah. Um, so well. these are issues, you know, crime, uh, un- unemployment. Um, home, you know, fatherlessness, all these things can mm-hmm. be traced back to sin issues. Exactly. And that's why I don't have a lot of faith in the government to fix them because <laughs> then the government's going to have to come out and say, okay, well, there is a right way and a wrong way to live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and people don't want to hear that. People don't want to hear that. Mm-mm. Well, the thing is, is, and I know that I didn't grow up in a wealthy home. I mean, we always had a roof over it. We always had, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, food and clothes. But then I, I I can't imagine being on the lower spectrum of like mm. wealth, like way down there, not having anything, and then seeing on the TV, you know, some wealthy 
who is wealthy. Mm-hmm. You know, we know we know Joe Biden's got some money, mm-hmm. and he's telling me you need to get a more efficient car mm-hmm. so you don't like cause like global warming. And mm-hmm. you're like, I can't afford gas to yeah. put in a car, much less a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, mm-hmm. yeah, it goes to show you that. Um, well, I think in Joe Biden's case, you know, he hasn't had a, a private sector job in decades. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he has been a government uh, official of some sort for 50 years. Yeah. And when you live and work in an atmosphere that is completely funded by other people's money, mm-hmm. you don't really understand the situation that people are going through, including even those that voted for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a mom out there right now who voted Democrat in the last election, and she can't afford to pay rent and mm-hmm. put food on the table for her, you know, two or three kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, he's out there talking about things that she is not even thinking about uh, yeah. in her wildest imaginations, right. that and, being climate change. You know, and this is not just about – this is about, like, most politicians that you see getting mm-hmm. up. And they're either talking about things that aren't really – don't really feel relevant to you when you're, when you're broke and can't afford groceries for your children. Or they're preaching you – for for anything, yeah. you called someone the wrong gender, right, you yeah. you know, or something like that, or like you don't want your kids being taught mm-hmm. like explicit yeah. sexual content, and you're mad because they because the schools are allowing it, mm-hmm. like, and they're preaching at you, telling you that you're hateful, you know, for wanting <laughs> to protect your children. It I can see where that can be a bit much. Yeah, yeah, right. and and it, and if you know if they do acknowledge the and because the, they often do acknowledge the poverty issue. But their answer seems to always be, well, poor you, but it's someone else's fault. And if you elect me, I'll take care of those bad guys over there that made you, you know, a victim Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, maybe addressing some real issues. Um, So, yeah, I again, I don't it's nothing new. I think that politicians just don't seem to be in touch with real um, needs of the people, uh, unfortunately. But, you know, as Paul says, you know, we need to pray for them and yeah. pray that they have wisdom and uh, God can change them. God can change their hearts and uh, give them wisdom. Right. One of the other things I want to, to point out here, Cedra mentioned uh, a lot of people will, you know, cancel you or shame you if you mm-hmm. don't use the right gender. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we even have churches kind of joining the whole gender mm-hmm. situation yep. going on. Um, And one example here, uh, in recent days, the Church of England made headlines uh, by saying there is no official definition of a woman. Mm. So a church says there is no official definition of a woman. And this, of course, is the Church of England, the kind of the National Church of England or the UK, if you will. Uh, What's interesting here is that obviously the woman, the word woman does appear in the Bible. Uh, It it appears in Genesis 2, talking about the creation of Adam and Eve, Adam being the man, Eve being the woman, Mm -hmm. if you will. And uh, even the King James, which goes back to the 1600s, uses the word woman in that particular Mm -hmm. verse and throughout the thing. And I bring up the, the KJV because... Um, that was during the time the Church of England was kind of in its infancy, mm-hmm. and whoever the monarch is, is is the head of the church yeah. in England. That's just the way it's structured. And who is on the throne right now in England? A woman. Yeah. So you have the Church of England saying there is no definition of a woman, and you kind of think, well, that's the Church of England. That's not where I worship. Be careful mm-hmm. because it's in seminaries. Uh, some churches and some pastors are moving in this direction. So it might not be your congregation today, but it could be at some point in the future if we, the body of Christ, don't stand up and say, I beg to differ. Right. Yeah. It, well, is, it is a direct attack. I mean, we've, we've had these conversations before, but it is a direct attack on uh, the, the image of God, mm-hmm. I believe. God uh, created 
um, we read in the Bible, he created humanity in a very, very specific way, and it was to reflect who he is. Um, and so when we, when, when people, whether it's a church or a school or a, a politician, uh, begin to revise that design, it's, mm-hmm. it's nothing short of an attack on the image of God. So it does need to be taken very seriously and called out. Um, but then again, we turn around and we need to educate our children, educate the people in the pews as to, you know, what the Bible says about gender. Because I, I, I've looked into some of the, the conversations online surrounding gender pronouns, mm-hmm. the differences between sex and gender. And I mean, I have to say that some of the points that they make are well thought out. Um, because, you know, when, in, when we use language and stuff, and if you've learned other, uh, especially if you've taken Spanish classes, you know, mm. there's masculine and feminine ways of saying things. So there are gendered words that aren't necessarily biological male and female type things. So right. that concept does exist. Um, but when people start talking about, no, you can decide that you are actually a biological woman, you know, that's when you yeah. get into the realm of, okay, no, let's talk about reason and logic. And, well, I, I was just know. going to say, as as a female person myself, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not scared to say it. I'm a woman. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, I look at, mm-hmm. you know, photos and as a female and as a, as a woman, you see uh, these photos of like women's suffragettes and, you know, mm-hmm. fighting for their rights mm-hmm. just to turn around, not a whole mm-hmm. lot long, like, you know, it's not been hundreds and hundreds of years. It's been a very short period of time since women fought to have you know, equal rights of man. And, you know, that was something that did need to be corrected. I I do get that. Mm. Um, And they fought for that. And now it's like, all right, well, now there's no such thing as a Mm -hmm. woman. Mm -hmm. You know, now you have your own sports and and now you have the right to vote. But now a man can call himself a woman and vote as a woman. Now a man can call himself a woman and he can enter into your your sports and dominate you because he is physically stronger than you. That's the way God created him to be. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that there are not women who can't keep up with certain men, but it's just a biological fact that Mm -hmm. men are created to be like stronger and faster. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm. I mean, I gotta say, I'm I'm not an athlete, but if I if I were, mm-hmm. I would be, you know, I, it's upsetting. Like yeah. it would be very upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there have been a lot of uh, female groups and, and law firms that have talked about how, uh, you know, f- for 50 years people have fought really hard and were successful in getting things like Title IX, which allowed for a young lady. Uh, to be on a sports team at her mm-hmm. school with other uh, young ladies, just as one example. Mm-hmm. And one of the things uh, a lot of these uh, people have pointed out is that nowadays um, a lot of people, in- including Democrats, want to completely just ignore that mm-hmm. and make that young lady have to compete against a biological male who says he feels like he is a female mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and wants to compete against them. And it basically ignores all the things that you spent years and decades fighting for. Yeah. Uh, and now you're forcing them to do it. And I think that's one reason why, in addition to praying for wisdom for mm-hmm. our lawmakers and certainly good health, pray that they have a backbone mm-hmm. and, and stand up for the things that they know to be true, they know to be right, and not bend to the, you know, the ways of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, it, you know, people are demanding these things today. Who, who knows what they're going to be calling for tomorrow? Yeah. And that's a good point, too, because um, it, we do see that shift in focus 
about every five or six years almost, mm-hmm. it seems to me. I haven't lived that long, I guess. But I've seen, you know, uh, the, the the liberal, um, the leftist uh, side, the, their perspective shift from one thing to another to push to the forefront as a cultural issue. Uh, once upon a time, it was women's rights. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, I, I, I believe, it was a more liberal, for its day, a more liberal um issue i think Mm -hmm. and it's it is interesting because that's a part of their legacy that they're completely denying it Mm -hmm. and erasing it to use some of their own terminology erasing it altogether yeah um and it just goes to show that they there isn't a singular agenda you know there isn't an end goal necessarily there isn't like this objective thing that they are standing on that determines what their focus is going to be on it is Literally, I believe anything that does mm-hmm. not match up with what the design of God is. Right, and you mentioned a minute ago how a lot of the arguments from people—they're they're well reasoned arguments. Mm-hmm. They 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 have a point. You see what they're saying. Uh, I know a lot of people have said, "Well, the government shouldn't be able to tell me who I can marry." Yeah. Okay, and you know, as a limited government conservative type person, like I see your point, but mm-hmm. God wants us to do certain things. Right. And that's, that's the difference here. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're going from conservative to Christian. Right. Uh, and so, you know, I, as a Christian, as a child of God, mm-hmm. know what God, the creator, the only God yeah. wants us to do and how we should live. And he's using me as a witness to tell you, this is the, the way we should live. Mm-hmm. And that's why as great and well-reasoned as their arguments may be, mm-hmm. you still need to stand up and say, yes, but. Mm-hmm. And there's not enough people doing that anymore. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and two, I think um, what we need to be doing as as Christians, uh, and especially Christian uh, parents, I mm-hmm. believe, is having a more multi-generational view of this. Um, these things aren't going to go away in our lifetime. We're not going to see the overturn of the political ideologies we disagree with in our lifetime. We aren't going to see that. Um, But what we can do is teach our children. We can disciple other young Christians um, because the things that we say as Christians taken from the Bible are never going to change. We're going to stand on that uh, forever. Mm -hmm. The things that they say are going to change year by year, day by day. And so we need to be the thing that is standing solid in our culture. Um, The church needs to be that light shining in the darkness. Um, And the the only way we do that is by sharing truth and applying scripture, Mm -hmm. I believe. So, yeah, it's, it's very, very important. Yeah. yeah, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Now, we need to be growing in Christ, but mm-hmm. we need to be firm standing where we should be yeah. during that process, absolutely. which is why we don't need to be like the world and just be willy-nilly whatever somebody says. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Well, we are looking at just over four minutes left of our time here. Yeah. So I wanted to know if there's another story that you wanted to cover before we have to— stop yeah I mean. <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> i talked with a, a pro-life group this week out of california right to life of california and they talked about uh how to make a difference at the local level mm-hmm. because yes the supreme court has overturned roe v wade uh but now as you know the honeymoon is over now mm-hmm. it's not a you know we, mm-hmm. we need to kind of cut the celebration short go back to our lives and continuing to to push the pro-life message mm-hmm. uh that we as christians uh, embrace and and want to uh share with others and the person I spoke with, Mary Rose Short there at California Right to Life, she had told me that, quote, as boring as it may be, 
your community needs to have somebody that is looking at the agendas for your city council, for your school boards, uh, things of that sort, figuring out what it is they're going to be debating, what it is they're going to be voting on. And then if you see something there that is not good for your community, that's mm-hmm. against scripture, you need to be that one that steps up and politely uh, goes about you know your constitutional uh, responsibilities there and duties mm-hmm. and, and making your points known. Uh, there was a um, an effort um, in the L.A. area this week that would have allowed a Planned Parenthood clinic on a high school campus, which I was shocked Mm -hmm. to learn wouldn't be the first one in its existence. There are apparently some other L.A. schools uh, that have a Planned Parenthood uh, clinic or a Mm -hmm. Planned Parenthood type clinic there uh, on a high school campus in the L.A. area. Nonetheless, uh, some people caught wind of this in their area of Los Angeles, which is a massive city. And when they realized the uh, school board was going to vote on this and probably approve it, a lot of people showed up to protest and say, this is not right. I don't mm-hmm. want this in my uh, school's campus that I'm paying for through my tax dollars, stuff yeah. like that. Um, so, again, as boring as it may be, um, and you might not win, but you still need to step up and be that difference maker mm-hmm. to say, I don't like this. I don't think this is right. Here's why you should vote this mm-hmm. way. Because, mm-hmm. again, there's too many of us sitting at home after a long day at work, and we all work hard, uh, but there's too many of us uh, sitting at home way too often and not being more active. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know some people, some believers are of the opinion that we shouldn't do anything because all this is just God's plan and things are falling into place and we shouldn't try to fight mm-hmm. God on things. There's a lot of things out there that I do believe Uh, and certainly AFA Action believes we should be involved in. And one of those things is the political realm because, again, we are the only Bible that some people see, and we need to be out there uh, sharing God and sharing God's message Mm -hmm. with other people and saying, I don't want this kind of thing in our neck of the woods or in our neighborhood. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just thinking. Like, I have I have no clue what what uh, the the leaders in my my city, you know, are discussing mm-hmm. what what issues they're facing, and um, and it's a good reminder to not only pray for federal level uh, politicians, but also your township, you right. know, the the your mayor and the councilman and all those uh, all those people because. Those are going to be the decisions that affect you pretty immediately, and usually those are the ones that fly under the radar so much. So, yeah, absolutely great reminder to uh, remember to pray for them and to be involved because, honestly, that's probably the easiest way to get involved in politics in Mm -hmm. any meaningful way. I know a lot of people say vote and call your representative. Those are great things to do, but you probably even have more impact if you're involved in your in your local yeah. uh, politics. Yeah. yeah, just go ahead and do all three. Yeah, Check do all three. <laughs> well, and I think that's all the more reason to, uh, in, a, in addition to listening to this show, mm-hmm. to to go to Engage Magazine and to read the articles there, yeah. Uh, yeah. AFA's The Stand, things yeah. like that. AFA.net slash The Stand. Thank you. in there. In addition to uh, visiting AFN.net, if you go to the news website, you'll get the news. If you go to Engage and the other sites there, you'll see why it is that you should be uh, concerned about those issues and what it is that you should be doing Mm-hmm. So that way you get a mix of what's going on and what I should be doing about mm-hmm. this issue. Absolutely. Well, that brings us to the end of the program. Thank you so much, uh, Chris, for being on with us. To, uh, and we'll get you in here uh, next month when there's more news to Looking talk about. Looking forward to it. There will be news. <laughs> there, will there will be, be I yeah. promise. And until next week, guys, continue to share truth and apply scripture. Mm-hmm.